Welcome to the Dear Beloved podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear beloved, welcome back. Today I'm joined by Samantha Barton, my longtime best friend, and we're going to talk about friendships. So Samantha, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Samantha. I have been best friends with Laura for, we just figured out seven years, just about. Uh, We met in college and have gone through multiple stages of life together. We uh, are great, 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 great friends. And I'm excited to be here. Good. Well, we're happy to have you. And today we're going to talk about friendships and what we've learned along the way of being friends for seven years and different continents, different sides of the country, all of that fun stuff. Um, But before we dive into that, I want to ask you, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for a dog that we are getting we are naming her Stella, and she's a cute little English cream golden retriever, and we just met her today for the first time. So I'm very, very grateful to get a dog soon. That's exciting. Um, I am grateful for the sunshine, even though it's not warm outside. It's cold, <laughs> but it's sunny, and that makes me happy. So that's what I'm grateful for. Anyway, why don't you tell everybody how we met? I know you mentioned college, but what about college? How did we actually meet? That's a great question. How did we meet? So we were in the same household at Franciscan University, so the same faith-based group of women. Um, I joined when I was a freshman, so Laura did not join until we were sophomores, but we were always kind of in the same year. Um, It was the fall of freshman year, and she intended or she made the opportunity to like let us know that she would like to join our faith group, uh, our household, and had these roses kind of lined up leading us to where she was, kind of like a little scavenger hunt. And each rose had, (laughs) yeah, each rose had one of our names on it. So each sister in the household received a rose from Laura before we got to see her and she revealed herself to us. uh, And that was the first time I met Laura. (laughs) Really? Um, We didn't meet before then? I, if we did, I have zero clue if we did. I remember you intenting and literally thinking to myself, okay, who is this? Like I had never seen you before. To me, that was the first time I had ever even met you, seen you, the whole shebang. And so when you join this household, this group, you then decide um, as a a member who will help that person in formation to become a part of the household more fully. Um, And so we do bigs and littles, kind of similar to sororities. And I don't know, again, I don't know why it was kind of a God moment, but I felt called to be Laura's big. So I threw my name in the hat. Um, I think I had to fight a sister for you. I think someone else wanted to be your big too. Nice. So I forced my way into her heart. Mm. And, but it was, it was really interesting because I was supposed to be her big 
but we were clearly the same age. We're in the same um, year. And then once I got to know Laura, turns out she knew a lot more about Jesus than I did. (laughs) So it was a very unique situation that I felt called to uh, lead her in that way. Um, And I think as by the time she was a sister, which was what, three months, maybe two months, wasn't a very Mm -hmm. long period of time. Um, we switched and then Laura was basically (laughs) in charge of my formation as a young Catholic person, (laughs) just because we had a very diverse background. So, uh, Laura really aided me in that way, but I feel like we really became friends more than like the sisterhood relationship when I got pneumonia. Oh yes. Well, first I remember before I knew you were my big, um, I was like sick. I had a cold and I called you randomly. Like I had other friends. Do you remember this? No. I called you and I said, can you bring me soup? And you brought me soup. I feel like I brought you soup because I feel like I might've already known that you I was going. Knew. I didn't yeah, know. You didn't know. And so it was like, I remember you saying after like we had found out that you're my big, that I, you were like, you called me and I thought you knew. <laughs> well, it just, it was not out of character for you to have known something that you shouldn't have. Uh, like, you're just so good at reading people. I feel like I was like, oh, she knows I'm giving it away. I'm, you know, being obvious. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. Yes. But back to pneumonia. Oh yeah. So I got pneumonia and uh, mm-hmm. my roommate at the time, Aaron, if you're listening, I remember didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with me. And so Laura, bless her heart, had a car, which was very rare on our college campus for us to mm-hmm. be sophomores and for someone to already have a car. Because uh, so many of us are from all over the country where that wasn't really an option. So Laura took me in her cute little town car, former police car. It was just the most yes. grandma car you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And took me to urgent care, got pneumonia. I ended up giving her walking pneumonia and she gave her other friend actual pneumonia. So but I was like, <laughs> sorry, Faith. Um, but we just kind of bonded in that moment where she really cared mm-hmm. for me. And in a moment where I feel like we didn't really know each other, she really went above and beyond in that moment. So I feel like that's when we really solidified. Yeah, no, I agree. And it was, it was during formation because I still had to see you every day. Like we still had to do our, we were doing a 33 day consecration. And so we had to do it every day together. And so I remember going over to her room and then she was like, I walked over to her room for consecration and I see her like dying on her bed and I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) And that kind of, you know, (laughs) I was so helpless. I was so helpless. She had to help me. We spent a lot of time in that room. A lot of time. Yeah. No. Sorry for any health issues you got from that. No, that's okay. <laughs> but I will say we spent a lot of time there and we definitely helped solidify our friendship from there. But it wasn't, at least from my end, it oh. wasn't like best friends at first. No, no, it wasn't. No, no. At when... times I felt a little bit we were forced to be friends <laughs> because oh, of that, our yeah. relationship in, high, uh, in household. I did that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, force us to be friends that is I feel like we weren't best friends until so that was in the fall of academic year 
when we the next semester we went to Austria we studied abroad together and even then it didn't feel like we were best friends no it was it was it was it was the summer for me the Christmas break we got a lot closer we were excited to go to Austria together and then some things made us mad at the beginning and we weren't super close <laughs> but we I still don't think that we were really that close though we were still like good friends but we weren't best friends yes. until to me after we spent that semester of studying abroad together and then the mm-hmm. summer after she went home to New York and I'm originally from California so I was home in California and mm-hmm. we spent that summer calling each other every day if not twice a day oh yeah it just happened that we would I mean, New York and California, we had a three-hour difference, but that didn't matter. We called each other <laughs> all the time, even if it was just for, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember yeah. driving to work that summer and calling you mm-hmm. and then having lunch mm-hmm. and calling you quickly or, you know, going on my way home yeah. calling you. And that's just how we maintained that close contact. Because you go from seeing someone every day for eight months mm-hmm. in an academic year, talking to them, having meals with them. And so to transition to going to quick calls all day long didn't feel abnormal or clingy or anything like that. It felt mm-hmm. very natural. No, and I think that that set us up for success because that was our kind of first experience with long distance and having established it so strongly, it was easy for us to continue in that way down the road. Yeah, definitely. And we didn't realize how how much we were setting ourselves up because we didn't realize that was going to be the first of many long distance periods. <laughs> True. I mean, when you're in college, you don't think about those things. You no. think like, oh my gosh, it's so great to have friends, right? You're on, you live yeah. minutes away from each other at most. And then you get close to somebody and then it's like, wait, hold on. You live 3000 miles away. <laughs> like that's not fair. <laughs> well, exactly. And I feel like once we went into a junior year that fall, it was like, from then on, everyone kind of, everyone kind of knew us as a pair. Sam and Laura, Sam and Laura. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I went to your family's home for Thanksgiving every year from sophomore year to senior yes. year. So then I, we really felt connected to one another's families as well. So it was a deeper level of friendship mm-hmm. as, as we continued on. Yeah. And I think, like, yes, phone calls were, were important in our long-distance friendshipness, but... I think also that the advances in technology have helped so much in sustaining friendships yeah. that are longer distance that, you know, we didn't FaceTime all that much. We weren't really FaceTime people. No, but now I feel like FaceTime has become such a thing. Like what happened to phone calls? Well, you and I, so I would say phone call more than we FaceTime. Oh, we do. But I, in general, what happened to phone calls? I don't know. I just don't really, this might be a me thing. I just don't really care to see what people look like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking that personally. But also, I think, no, that's funny that you say that because I remember one summer or maybe it was when I lived in Europe and (laughs) you would say, you would text me randomly and be like, I miss your face. Yeah, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah. So that's just funny to me that you don't necessarily feel like you have to see people's faces well I feel like it makes to me when you see someone's face it's a a very personal one-on-one like in-person interaction I guess I still haven't gotten over that kind of old-fashioned approach 
that when I see someone's face, I'm with them in person and it's a treasure. It's a gift, that time that's spent with one another mm-hmm. versus the phone calls kind of make you recognize like, oh, we are far away. By yeah. not being together, there is something that separates us. True. True. Yeah. But FaceTime is really yeah. special for especially like families and growing families. And you know, with your nieces and nephews, having the little ones, seeing them grow is a really special thing to have via FaceTime. Um, yeah. And we kind of experienced that during COVID where the faces were taken away when we had masks. So mm-hmm. I think that facial yeah. recognition is getting more and more special. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now in our seven years of friendship, we've gone through a lot of different life stages. We were college friends, which is a unique area of friendship, I would say. Um, you know, between midnight fast food runs and um, going over to each other's rooms in whatever hour of the day to being like adults and kind of, um, yeah, um, when we left college, I moved to Europe and you moved to Kentucky and yep. bought a house. And it was like this very strange, I was still a student. Yeah. So it was like this weird transition. And, and now you're married. I am. And that was a transition. And so we've been friends in a lot of different life stages. Yeah, we have. But I think what we started out with so young, I feel like we almost might have gotten all of our like, one-on-one quality time done in the beginning <laughs> that has like yeah. lasted us this long because we truly were together constantly I mean they say time is a precious resource but that for us at the time was plentiful yes we had yeah. so much time to spend with one another and because you're both doing yeah. homework you're both uh, mm-hmm. cooking your meal together in your apartment or what have you but then as time has gone on other things have become more plentiful like phone calls and things like that but the season, right. the seasonality of each of our lives have definitely taken us on a journey. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think that, you know, when you talk about friendship, you have to talk about, you have to recognize that sometimes God places people in your life for a season. And so sometimes seasons of friendships are like what he calls people to, but there's also some friendships that kind of exceed those seasons where they they are with you in multiple seasons definitely that makes sense oh yeah I feel like that's that's been our friendship for sure and I can't say that I've had many friendships that have been like that right I had a lot of friendships where I you know grew up and now that we haven't talked in a couple of years like I have no idea what's going on with their lives and they have no idea what's going on in mine but we have kind of been with each other in a lot of different transitions and a lot of, lot of different um, life stages. Yeah. And I think to the seasonality of friendships, usually what creates that seasonality or maybe a natural, like no one's like having a falling out or anything like that, but just that natural growing apart um, Mm -hmm. is everything that we have persevered through. Right. So uh, going to school, going to a different school than one another, getting married, moving away, starting a business, all of those things mm-hmm. take a lot of time and energy. And mm-hmm. if you are the kind of person or friend who, for example, time, like that quality time together, if that's all you know, and that's the only kind of skill that you've developed in your friendship between mm-hmm. these two people, 
it'll be hard when you no longer have that resource plentiful to you versus we have gone I maybe it's college because our college was like every semester felt like a new experience I don't know if you had that experience I felt like every semester was completely different so I feel like I had like eight experiences instead of four years if that makes sense like and then we also like spent a summer together and we grew Mm -hmm. together I think that's a really important part about our friendship is we were the summer before our senior year of college we kind of had an idea that like I would go and start work somewhere and that Laura was really seriously discerning graduate school so we already kind of knew Mm -hmm. that this was where our hearts were leading and that obviously wasn't going to be together so we decided to Mm -hmm. live together (laughs) which was both a blessing and a curse probably for Laura the curse (laughs) me a blessing (laughs) and it was two of us in one room in Stephenville and it was to me the best summer of my life I don't know if Laura would say that but I loved it (laughs) but we it was wonderful we grew together we grew in communication we grew in we were both having jobs so similar jobs but also very very different jobs so Mm -hmm. the grocery shopping we learned how to do together the meal planning and the going to work Mm -hmm. all being on our own schedule all that stuff we learned that together so Mm -hmm. I feel like that really helped our relationship mature But yeah, that summer was like kind of a bittersweet summer where we knew we were going into senior year and we knew we weren't necessarily going to be together after that. So we wanted to make the most of it, but we also knew that our like time was running out. Plus we have a summer and summer is just like so fun. I just, I I love the warm and the sun. And I grew up hating summer. (laughs) I'm from a place where it's very hot in the summer. We're talking 103 plus for months Mm. at a time so I hated summer because all you could do is sit at home and the air conditioning and try to survive but it turns out when it's 87 degrees with a little bit of humidity and you have your best friend with you it's really pretty great it's a great time it's a great time great time yeah yeah but that all I mean all of our our time spent together or not together it just speaks to the fact that friendships change and evolve over time because we change and evolve over time and people change and evolve over time and like you were saying if if our re- the only resource that we uh, have is time together then a friendship isn't really going to last it needs to evolve and grow and mature as as we each grow and evolve and mature like when I lived when we lived in different countries we had Sometime was it six hours or was it nine? No, no, six it was hours. six. Well, and then when I would make the trip to California and you were still in Austria, it would, it be, would nine. be nine. Yeah, so we had this very big time difference. Plus, we had our own lives, and so we were busy. So we didn't have as much time to devote to one another as before. But that didn't mean that we lost touch or right. or really lost any part of our friendship I feel like I feel like our friendship was still very strong when I lived over there (laughs) I think yeah Um, for sure because we might not have had time but we also understood that any time we had together was even more precious so instead of being plentiful it became precious Uh, and just really I feel like we did a good job at like recognizing where we were at in our friendship so if that meant Mm -hmm. sending 17 texts of things that I thought of during the day and then you got back to me six hours later and you were able to yeah. enjoy what I felt or where I thought in that moment. And then vice versa, you know, me waking up to 
how your morning went. I feel like right. kept us close because we weren't so focused on, oh, how much time is it taking to text me back? Or why doesn't she, it was mm-hmm. just like, this is the season we're in. And if that's yeah. text messages six hours at a time, that's where we're right. at. And we just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gave her each other grace in that aspect and our friendship grace in that aspect. Yeah. Plus it was just, it's it's almost helpful in that sense to be in a different time zone because that's almost implied where like if you're not and you know your friend is down the street you could be like why aren't they texting me back do you know what I mean well and I also think it helped us live our own lives I mean we went we truly were a pair in college practically inseparable Mm -hmm. which was funny because we had completely different majors and schedules um but every (laughs) and we're just so different I mean I think we forgot to preface that mention that but we are so different as people. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can dare say, Laura, I think that yes. Tell me. your personality and us being so different honestly helped me with my husband, Clay. Because sometimes I think we are very different, but he has a very similar temperament mm-hmm. to you. You know, he's very calm. He's very um, thoughtful. He's a very analytical thinker. He really thinks and feels deeply which I feel like you are mm-hmm. that way as well. And mm-hmm. it helped yes. me to understand what he was doing when he was staring off into space after I asked him a yeah. question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So maybe yeah. you will marry someone that's as wonderful and extroverted and outgoing as I. I pray for that for you. <laughs> what a joy. What a joy that will be. <laughs> so another reason why I think us being in polar opposite areas. So Laura was in Austria studying in graduate school. I was in Cincinnati working my first job, newly dating Clay with a different roommate than Laura. And what I think helped us was with that time difference, we were able to establish our own lives as young adults. Because mm-hmm. if you are even in the same time zone, which we have been, you know, we'll be in different places, but the same zone, we're texting constantly because you know that that person is awake or, you know, that person's having lunch or, Whatever, which is fine. But in that season, I think it was really important because we were both kind of nervous and scared what life was going to be like without one another. And so it allowed Laura the opportunity to have the chance to study well, to make a routine, to make friends all on her own. And it gave me the grace and opportunity to date Clay and get used to a new roommate and work my first professional job out of college. Um, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't, we weren't trying to still be each other's best friends. We knew we were, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it takes away that pressure. And I feel like, okay, well, as human beings, we're made for community, right? And that's just the fact. And in a more real and fulfilled sense of that, we're made for a spouse, Mm -hmm. like to really, um, share a life with one other person if that makes sense and so sometimes in friendship you can be close to another person in friendship where you're you're using that time especially if you're you know aren't married yet you can use that friendship as kind of that person that you tell everything Mm -hmm. to for a long time we were those people that we told everything to um but as our our lives have evolved and through your relationship and now you're married, like our friendship looks different than it did that summer where we called each other every day. 
and that's not a bad thing. It's, it's simply taking into account the stages we're in now. You're married and, and you should reserve all of those, you know, <laughs> calls about random things and talking about your whole day and all of your feelings and all of your thoughts throughout the day for your spouse. And I mean, I'd love to hear some of them, but I don't need right. to be hearing all of them. You know, I'm not your only back, what are they called? Something board. Soundboard? I don't know. Sound, yeah, I'm not your only yeah. soundboard anymore. Well, and I think. And as Clay mentioned to me, he would like to share the burden a little bit more. <laughs> However, I think that ju- that just, you need to not, I mean, i talking about myself here. For, because I'm the one who's not married, mm. it was a transition for me to kind of give that part of you away if that makes sense. It does. And so if you're in, like, I, like, if somebody's in that stage too, it's like, you do have to recognize where each other are Mm -hmm. in their, in your life stage, right? You have to recognize, well, is this person going through a really big life change or, you know, are they getting married or are they married or or do they have kids? Like once they have kids, their time's even, even more precious. And so just to recognize where each other are in our in their lives and give that relationship the space and the grace to continue to grow but not expect what you maybe once expected out of it it does and I I wonder so just for a little clarity or context for everyone listening the only fights Laura and I don't really get in fights we get in maybe disagreements we might you know challenge one another but we really don't have fights ever the closest mm-hmm. things we've ever gotten to fights, I would call uh, profound scuffles. And they were always in relation to me and what, how I handled our friendship in relation to typically a guy. So we got into a profound scuffle okay. when we went to Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. if you're a Franciscan student, you know, Austria fling. Anyways, and then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That we kind of worked through that, I feel like, uh, came out stronger for it. And then the next profound scuffle we got into was actually when I first, first started dating Clay. Like, right at the beginning. Mm. Um, And so I'm just curious from you, like, how do you feel like the change has happened? How do you still stay, like, a friend when... I am not able to give you as much, so that doesn't necessarily change how much you need, if that makes, you know, because as mm-hmm. a friend, you're, we each yeah. have our needs, and if I don't have the capacity to give to you, what, what do you, how did you handle that, or what do you do with that? You know, probably not well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely at the beginning, not well. Um, I, you're going to laugh so hard. There was that summer after I had left your house. So I, I had flown to Cincinnati or dri- driven, I drove and helped her move in. And this was also the first week that she moved there and Clay was there anyway. So she was spending a lot of her time with Clay, which is now in context. It's fine. <laughs> then I was very hurt. And, you know, I had just driven all the way out here to help. Anyway, anyway, we're not dwelling on that. But that summer... I remember, (laughs) you're going to laugh so hard. I listened to like breakup songs (laughs) and I would, while I was driving, like 
just like <laughs> really just sing my heart out of these breakup songs um you're yeah. getting emotional but you know, I can see it in your eyes I'm, no I'm, I'm crying because I'm laughing sure <laughs> um no really it's fine but um I just remember that that was like a moment where I was like oh shoot dang we're not like the we're not gonna be it's not, our friendship's not gonna be the yeah, same you, as it's it a was. very obvious shift you know like yeah, yeah, yeah like like in that we had already spoken about that you know we need to give our each other time and space to grow and whatever um and so that transition was not graceful <laughs> I don't want to say that you know oh look, look at what we did and this is what you have to do like it was not graceful <laughs> I was listening to breakup songs and it's funny because this is not the first friendship I did that with because you know whatever anyway say, at least you're consistent regardless I am consistent. It's great. I mean, I haven't had any heartbreak in Wait. relationship terms, so it's my friendships <laughs> oh. that are warranting of oh songs. <laughs> um, so I was more prepared for it when when you actually got mm-hmm. married. I think because we had, I had already grieved oh our <laughs> relationship as it once was. Um. But yeah, and in terms of like, yeah, I mean, we each need, it's not like, oh, now you're married, like you don't need a a, a girlfriend right. ever again. Like there are times when we need to talk and vent and, you know, have a conversation that only girlfriends can have. Um, and I think when, you know, how I'm handling, you know, us not being at our, each other's beck and call anymore is cultivating other friendships yeah right I feel like when we were a very much a pair in college we were somewhat of like we had other friends right. but like everyone knew to kind of let oh, us be yeah. it was it was <laughs> obvious how I mean in the moment we just yeah like, oh we're just the two best friends anyone can have it's the best and then looking yeah. back at it, I'm like were we a click like <laughs> <laughs> just, just the two, two of us, us were a click <laughs> Because we really were the That's most funny. tight-knit ever. Which mm-hmm. was, I mean, it's such a gift. It really is. Um, but Laura's right. It does shift when there's a third person into the situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah. so when I moved, when not to put you on the spot, Laura, but Laura reveals her feelings best through writing and through notes. And so... <laughs> When she left my home after helping me move in, bless her heart, it was the best friends in the whole world. And I'm off here trying to um, talk to Clay. She -hmm. left me a note expressing how the trip was for her and how my actions made her feel, which to me hit me like a load of bricks because I was the most infatuated with Clay. I was the most excited about being with my roommate, which was, again, one of our friends from college. And so this excitement of being with her, mm-hmm. the excitement with having Clay in my life now, and the excitement of being in a new place, a new job, all this stuff. I was completely blind to how Laura felt. Um, so it felt like a really big growing process for me as well to be able to take a step back in those moments, you know, and try to really see how my actions or inactions make someone else feel, Um and so we, we grew through that. We worked through that after Laura did her breakup series. Um, 
<laughs> a little self-concert in the car. She had a, a what is it, an eight-hour drive home? Yeah, plenty mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. when I was moving out of Cincinnati and I was packing up my room, who was with me again? Of course, Laura. Helping me get ready. Helping <sighs> me pack my whole house after she had just helped me unpack it just two years prior. And I found the note. Did I ever tell you? I found the note and part of me was like heartbroken again. And part of me laughed that you and I are so dramatic of people because. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're dramatic and I feed off of that dramatic energy. Yeah. I think you make me more I've also done that to Clay. So I think it's just my effect on people. Great. Great. Love it. But it was like, yes, this is, this wasn't okay that I did this and whatever, but it also was like wow, like our friendship means so much to her that we feel so deeply Mm -hmm. about something like this, which again, in hindsight, seems like no big deal. And it's like, in the grand scheme of things, we're fine. And it was a a growing opportunity. But it was like, wow, like we really hold one another, not on pedestals, but we just hold one another in high esteem. We really respect one another. Yeah. Uh, We really call one another on. um, Because like I said, in the beginning, I was helping to form Laura for two months and then for the last six years and 10 months Laura has been informing me because she grew up in a very rich Catholic family and I grew up in California so <laughs> <laughs> need we say no so I mean it's just it's just been a really rich friendship of both I don't want to say educating but like teaching one another you know well, and I think, and that's, that's the fruit of friendship. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of why we need friends because yes, it's like for all the fun times and it's all the pizookies mm-hmm. and it's all the, you know, ice cream runs and it's all of the all nighters because we're talking about boys, right? It's all of that, but friendship is so much more. Mm-hmm. It's forming you as a person, right? And it's not only forming you for relationships or really relationship because it is Mm -hmm. a relationship right it's a friendship um and so you you're you are supposed to grow and learn about life together and it's way more fun to do it with somebody else than not I mean it's even true when I like learn something new about life and adulting I'll text you you get those all the time (laughs) um and I think that that's really the heart of friendship is living this life together, you know, with all of the twists and turns, with all of the ups and downs, with all of the growth and the opportunities for growth, whether or not we take them, right? And sometimes it's not a smooth ride. Sometimes it's a little bumpy, but friendship just teaches you so it much. Does. And I'm so grateful to you, my friend. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm glad that we were not a seasonal friendship because those are a thing and they are gifts by God mm-hmm. all the same because you do need certain people at certain moments of your life. Um, but yes. the friendship that Laura and I have is just infinitely deeper. And mm-hmm. no, I mean, I feel like even to this day, I call you when I leave work, you know, I'm driving home from work and I'll give Laura mm-hmm. a call and we just chit chat about life and, you know, we explain when uh, there's a loss in our life or when there's a, uh, a beautiful thing to rejoice about in our lives, you know, we share that together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that Clay will never be able to to do for me. I mean, he's my husband, he's my partner in life, and he's who God has designed to help me to heaven um, as his sole mm-hmm. focus of his life and I his. But that doesn't mean Laura isn't also helping me to get to heaven. It doesn't mean that Laura also isn't important in my life. It just, um, she does not have that task by God. So you're welcome. Well, I've very much enjoyed this journey down memory lane. (laughs) We could talk forever about all of our memories and all of the trials and the joys that we have shared together, but we don't want to bore our dear listeners. So uh, do you have any (laughs) quotes that you want to leave with us for food for thought? Food for thought. Call your friends. I am a big proponent. I mean, even to this day, I will just randomly call people and they're like, hello, is everything okay? Like, why are you calling me? And I'm just like, no, I'm just calling to say hi. And they're like, I can't talk very long. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm just calling to say hi. Hope you're well. Love you. See Mm -hmm. you later. And that's it. I mean, also that works with text messages. Your friends, we're, Mm -hmm. Laura and I are in a state of life where we have to convince everyone around us that we have friends because they're all around the world and the country for the world family for you, the country for me. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So <laughs> I always tell my mom, like, I swear I have friends. I just don't have many in Fresno. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's how I maintain them. Be active on each other's social media, comments about their cute baby that you think is adorable. Say how pretty they look in the Easter picture that they posted or, you know, say happy birthday, whether it's on social media, whether it's replying to their Instagram story, whether it's, Sending them a text message three days late. It doesn't matter. I think that people really mm-hmm. care for um, that feeling where they were thought of. I don't think even mm-hmm. if something something like a birthday card, like you don't have to send a present every year. Like just the fact that you receive something in the mail mm-hmm. to me rem- says I was thought about three days ago and someone was thoughtful enough to mm-hmm. write a card, whether it's a fancy card or just a piece of paper, put an envelope on stationery they already had it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a birthday card or whatever thinking of you whatever just putting it in the mail just makes me feel so loved because I was thought of Mm -hmm. Um, and that that person has happy memories enough to you know compel them to say hi to me you know whatever and to me that's how you keep friendships of any any stage whether it's seasonal friends whether it's Laura Mm -hmm. I mean just say hi interact, stay active, whatever that means for you in your life. If you are a young mother and you, all you can do is text somebody in the middle of the night, get a friend in a different country mm-hmm. in a different time zone and they might reply. <laughs> yes. You know, or, exactly. or if you are a student, I mean, Laura and I sent letters back and forth all the time when she was a student and I was mm-hmm. a young professional and that helped our friendship continue on as well. Um, so don't don't mm-hmm. feel like you can't be friends because you're not in the same place or you can't be friends because you're not in the same stage of life. Friendship is just a gift and you have to be the one to cultivate it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I knew we wouldn't get through this without you dancing. I knew it. I like to dance. Laura does not. We uh, oh. work through that together every day. Yes. The yes, cross I bear. We are we are growing yes, together. We are separately. Yes. 
thank you for joining us today and um, stay tuned for more fun. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. 